you're listening to the Red Diamond Courier, an Elder Scrolls podcast. Here are your hosts, Bob Chichinsky and Dog Bark 24. Welcome everyone to episode 126 of the Red Diamond Courier. I'm here with you as always, Bob Chachinsky, with my good, good friend, Dog Bark 24 My dude, how is it going this week? It's uh, going pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Excited to be here as always. I can't remember. Is this our first episode of the new year? It is. It is the first one of the new year. We've been a little bit busy. Exciting, man. This is, I was thinking about it the other day. This is going to be our fourth, fifth full year doing the podcast. Fourth full year doing the podcast, right? Yeah. No, I, think I think we've been doing it for four years. 2020. Yeah, we've been doing it for four years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's going to be five years of the, of the Red Diamond. Well, I guess by the end of this year, but that's still pretty crazy. We hit our four year anniversary this year. So. That's cool, yeah. man. We made it. Gosh, yeah. that's crazy to think of. It is, yeah. Well, anyways, besides us celebrating ourselves, welcome everyone else, and thank you guys for listening as always. This week, we're going to be covering the ever-so-siding... I cannot talk tonight, and I'm not even drunk. Maybe that's the That's problem. surprising. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah. This week, we'll be covering the ever-so-exciting ESO Global Reveal event that just happened on the 18th. So, it's been almost a week. Had time to, uh, you know, digest it a little bit, and we're going to give our thoughts on that. We're going to talk a little bit, well, we're going to cover the event that's going on right now, and of course, hit you guys with some uh, PvP scores as well. So, uh, you know... Not too packed of an episode, but want to keep you guys all up to date on what is, of course, been going on. And, yeah. So, Dog, why don't we get it started? I'll toss it over to you, and you could fill everyone in on this big, bad event going on right now. Alright, so we have the Guilds and Glory event going on, and it ends January 30th. So, in this event, a lot of stuff's happening. Like, a lot. All right, so we're going to have double reward boxes earned from Daily Quest in Rothgar, Dewey's Bane, the Gold Coast, and Imperial City, as well as the Maw of Lurkage weekly quests. You also have double reward boxes from Thieves Guild Heists and Dark Brotherhood Sacraments. You have increased resource node drops. Additional loot from world bosses in Rothgar, Hughesbane, and the Gold Coast, as well as Delve bosses and public dungeons bosses. And you have additional loot from Sweepers and Cold Harbor Elite Guards inside of Imperial City and Imperial Sewers, as well as bosses in the Maw of Lorcage. And additional loot from bosses in Maelstrom Marina, Imperial City Prison, and the White Gold Tower Dungeons. And yeah, that's definitely a lot. But I think most notably is that there is not double to- double Telvar in this event. So keep that in mind if you're trying to do Imperial City for double Telvar. There is no double double Telvar, and you wasted you know yours and Bob's time 
thinking like, oh, hey, there's double tow art. We can get double tow art in. I can buy things that I want easier. That's a lie. Yeah, it's it's a lie. It's it's a bit of a bummer, but it's not like there isn't enough other stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. But hey, if you were like me and needed your death dealer's feet, you know, lead, then you could just be also getting that while you're getting double drops in Imperial City. Yeah. Plus, like the reward boxes for Imperial City are pretty good too. So that that it's not a complete loss on mine and Bob's part when I dragged him in there. <laughs> oh yeah, we did go in the Imperial City. Yeah, for like I don't know, like twenty twenty minutes, I think. Maybe thirty. I'm sure it, it wasn't was a very long. Time. Yeah. All right. Uh, during the Guilds and Glory celebration, you can earn glorious reward boxes once per day from the first daily quest completed in Rothgar, Yuzbane, or the Gold Coast, or by finishing the Ma of Arkaj weekly quest. And you can earn quite a few. So this first glorious reward box is going to be the Rothgar, Thieves Guild, Dark Brotherhood ones. Uh, you can collect multiples. Uh, I feel like I've gotten both Orsinium and Dark Brotherhood glorious world boxes the same day, but I could be wrong too because, you know, events, the days, they kind of just like blend together. So, yeah, they do. They really do. Especially when there's an event like so often, but we love our events. We do. We really do. But inside this first one, you can get crafting materials. Saleable treasures, not sellable, saleable, which is different. It, they mean the same thing, though. It is a word. I, I checked to see if it was a word and not just a typo. And it, it is, in fact, a word. Okay. I feel like they always put sellable, but this time it's saleable. It's saleable. Yeah. I like it. Right. You can get a style item, which will be Ancient Orc, Malakath, or Trinimac if it's a Rothgar one. Outlaw, Thieves Guild, or Boss Watch if it's in Hughes Bane, or the Thieves Guild one. And then Assassin's League, Minotaur, Dark Brotherhood, or Order of the Hour if it's in the Gold Coast, or pretty sure that's just Dark Brotherhood. At least I think that's, you know, what the box is called. I could be wrong, but I feel like I'm right. Something like that. Inside of them, you can also get Overland item sets, companion gear, and a chance at for one of the following items. Crafting recipes from the zone in which you earn the box. Treasure maps and survey reports from the zone in which you earn the box. Motif chapters. Ancient Orc, Malakath, Chinamak, or Rothgar. Outlaw, Thieves, Guild, Abazwash, or Hughes, Bane. Assassin's League, Minotaur, Dark Brotherhood, or Order of the, uh, Order of the Hour for Gold Coast. And lastly, a chance for the Bristleback Hunter outfit style page. That's a lot. But also, you can get regular reward boxes, and th these will have crafting materials, a chance for saleable treasures, chance for style items, overland items set, or dungeon if it's from the White Gold Tower, Imperial City Prison, or Maelstrom Arena, which I think is only from the last boss. So keep that in mind. Um, getting the Imperial City Telvar sets that you don't have is pretty good. Especially if you happen to get a powerful assault weapon, for example, or even just the gear or jewelry that can sell for pretty decently. 
You can also get, you know, a chance for a companion gear or in a small chance for one of the following items, furnishing recipes, treasure maps, survey reports, motif chapters, and a small chance for a bristleback hunter outfit style page. And wow. that's all the regular reward boxes, you know, except for Imperial City, because those also have Telvar Imperial City key fragments. But we'll get to that in a minute. In a minute, you're telling me there's more. Yeah, but wait, there's more, right? <laughs> so now we have like our secondary glorious reward boxes, and these are Imperial City Prison, White Gold Tower, Maelstrom Arena. Pretty much, these are going to be the same as before, but style items and motif chapters for this one is are going to be Zipkin, eighty DC or EP, and then you're going to get a dungeon item set from. Imperial City Prison, Michael Tower, or Maelstrom Marina. So, pretty easy there. And then, lastly, you have the Tertiary Gl Glorious Reward Box, which is Imperial City, which you'll get from the Imperial City Daily Quest, the Sweeper Boss, which is the Imperial City District Bosses, or they have a chance to drop from the Cold Harbor Elite Boss, which is the Flag Bosses in the Sewers. And these boxes can contain, can contain crafting materials, Telvar stones, Imperial City fragments, the sellable treasures, the style item for Zipkin, AD, DC, or EP, as well as the motif chapters for one of those, an Imperial City item set, and then furnishing recipes for, I guess, Rothgar, Hughes Bane, or the Gold Coast. That might be wrong. But you can definitely get serial treasure maps for sure, because I've gotten those for sure. And once again, you have a chance for Bristleback Hunter outfit style pages. And then the normal Imperial City boxes are, are, are the same, but just not as cool. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I mean, oh my gosh. I don't even know if I could squeeze that all in one day. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely a lot. If you uh, pre-do your Imperial City quests, that would be helpful. Um, I pre-did them, and then I turned them all in like a fool. So, yeah. I have to redo them all again. I'll probably do that tomorrow. I didn't feel like doing it today. Because, well, I okay. messed up. You had to, you know, get the the show notes ready. Yeah, yeah. All right, very so important. now... Indeed, very important. All right, so now you might be thinking, wow, that's a lot. Did you even cover how to get the boxes? And the answer is, I'm not sure. So let's go over how they drop. So you're going to get them from daily quests and bosses, of course, you know. And then final boss for the dungeons in arena. But, you know, that's like the, the give me, the gimme, you know, that's obvious. But you can also get them from opening treasure chests or safe boxes, looting psychic portals or thieves shroves, harvesting crafting resource nodes, and looting objects such as barrels, crates, and all that stuff. Oh, wow. So all the thieves like you get rewarded. That's so nice. And the crafting yeah. harvesters, I guess. Yeah, I actually got get boxes more from the the uh, resource nodes than any of the other things. But yeah, uh, there's so much going on this event. I forgot that there's double resource nodes. So I'm like, great, 
You do that too. Yeah, I also forgot that. And then I got open up like a or and it was like 16. I was like, oh, that's refreshing. I forgot about that. That's nice. I should do this more often. I know, right? Yeah. At least like a little bit. Yeah, at least a little bit, you know. Can't do it all the all the time because then you're gonna miss the boss. If you miss the boss, then you have to wait five minutes. That's definitely yeah. happened to me, by the way. Today, actually. And it's really easy to miss the boss in certain places. Uh, um, Gold Coast. Oh, yeah. Gold Coast, for sure. Dude, that boss dies like it's it's instantly. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my gosh. I will say I've had some pretty decent luck with Gold Coast bosses where I'll do one. I'll go turn in the quest and I'll go pick up another one or like get a share for the, the other one. And I'll be like, boom, he's ready. He's ready to be killed. Like, oh, that's awesome. Or I'll kill one boss, do the dev quest, turn him in, get get the other boss, and then do that one, and or go up there and they're like, oh, he's ready. That's convenient. That's very nice. And I feel like now that I've said that, you know, I've just ruined my chance of that ever happening again. But I I hope that that continues to happen. You know. Yeah, you shouldn't speak those kind of things out loud, dog. I know I shouldn't, but I did so. <laughs> but yeah obviously you know this is a lot for a 12 day event and we haven't even gotten to the impresario uh, yet and apparently i lost the ability to speak to so well it's that's how you know it's gonna be crazy yeah you know it's a team effort tonight we're <laughs> not gonna be able to do it all right, so you can get two tickets a day for a total of 26 tickets. And with those tickets, you can spend them on all three Molag Ball Illusion Pet Fragments. The first, Plain Melds Master Marking Fragment. The Bristleback Hunter Outfit Style Pages. The Stonefire Scamp Pet. The Soul Shriven Skin. Impresario Group Repair Kits. And the Companion Guild Recommendations. So pretty good things to spend them on. Although I don't think the Stone Spire Scamp Pet is probably worth it because a lot of people have those now. So you could probably find them pretty easily. The Soul Shriven Skin might be a bit harder on that one. So that one might actually be good to pick up. Hmm. Yeah, you got to get, you know, you got to get your... Uh, I can't remember what they decided on Twitter. Is it Smolog Ball or Molog Small? I have no idea what you're talking about. It's it's an imp. It's no, more like dude, ball what are you imp. Talking about? It's, it's not even more like ball. We killed him or something. <laughs> All right. It's mini Molog, bro. I think he's hilarious. I don't know. All There's I know is gonna be hundreds and thousands of mini Mologs running around Tamriel. Well, he's also being farmed right now as we speak inside of the Imperial City sewers. So it's not a good event for Molog. No, it's not. All right, Bob. So what are your thoughts on this event? Um, I mean, I'm pretty excited for it. I think that they did just jam pack a very lot of stuff into it. Um, when, you know, the main thing I'm going to focus on is Maelstrom until it's done. Cause I just don't ever want to go back in there. At least I'm veteran, because I'm over that. 
But um, it honestly hasn't been, you know, that bad even going in there on Veteran. It's been pretty smooth. So I've been enjoying it for what it's worth. Uh, the tickets aren't too bad to get. So that's pretty easy, you know, for what it's worth. Uh, bosses do die fast and it can be hard to get drops from them. But at least it's always easy to, you know, get the quest done as long as you hit the boss spawn relatively, you know, within in a relative amount of time of you waiting there but um yeah i like uh like i like the combo events i don't know if like this combo really makes sense you know maybe like if it was like orsinium and imperial city only and then like the other ones only but i mean there's only so much time in the year i guess but if they're going to combine events like this i hope that you know they'll still like you know we should get a celebration of each chapter throughout the year if they're going to combine events let's get like somerset and elsewhere you know one event and then well graymore and blackwood one event well, what they've been doing for that is that they've been doing, you know, like the year event where it's the dungeon, the year long story. This one's the Guilds and Glory because it's the Guilds and Glory DLC pack that you get. Oh, uh, so, I see. Yeah, it that, that's why it's grouped up like this. Uh, well, there you go. The crown store rules all. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I kind of agree with you. You know, events can be fun. This event, pretty fun. But this is a normal length event for, you know, a not very normal event. There's three overland zones, a trial, two dungeons, an arena, and a PvP zone centralized around killing bosses and collecting Telvar. Like, I really do get that they need to condense the events so that they can actually, you know, do them uh, pretty frequently. But it's overwhelming, to say the very least. And... You know, because there's a lot of stuff that I want to do, but not enough time. Like I've tried, I've been trying to spend, you know, one day, of, one day focusing on, you know, what I want to do. So I've I spent my day on a VMA. Actually, I haven't. I tried that, but then my internet backed out. So e- even then, I failed that one. But I did okay. Imperial City. I've did Orsinium now. I've done Thieves Guild. No, Dark Brotherhood and Gold Coast, and I still have to do. I guess, uh, the trial and Thieves Guild because I need, like, the entire collection of those two sets, and I have, like, nothing. So, definitely a lot, definitely a lot that needs to do. Um, and definitely not enough free time that I have. So, if you're feeling overwhelmed, don't worry, so am I. So... Hopefully, in the future, you know, this will be like a 20 day plus event and this will be put in not in January because I feel like January doesn't have enough time for that. But like. In like quarter three or quarter four, I feel like there's like a lot of downtime usually, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. It's been a long year, I guess, even though it's only I guess it's been a long year last year, you know. Yeah, sure. Now, Now I'm just randomly, you know. But also, you know, one last point, you know, there's no double Telvar. What the heck is that about? Like, you can't have an Imperial City event without double Telvar. 
I mean, I guess you can, but it's just not the same. Yeah, apparently you can. <laughs> yeah, apparently you can, but it's not the same. Yeah, it is definitely. I don't know. We were talking about that pre-show. It seems like an oversight at best. I mean, yeah, that's what gets people into Imperial City. Yeah, I, I think the only... Doug, side... stop zipping your jacket up and down. I'm going to go to Indiana and slap you. <laughs> Man, dude. Okay. We're almost done <laughs> with the with the news. <laughs> well, the All news right. is more than half the show. It is. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, man, now that you yelled at me, I'm not really sure what to do. <laughs> oh, I I lost my train of thought. Um, something about something. The oh, Telvar. Yeah, Telvar. So I think we will get double Telvar in the next. Uh, you know, White Strikes Mayhem in like next month so maybe they, that's why but yeah they didn't want to overload people's telvar accounts you know maybe, god forbid yeah. yeah i don't know but i th- wasn't craglorn in this event last year wasn't like the first year event or something yeah it's like year one and it yeah. was like Resinium, craglorn and and the guilds right i don't know if it was the guilds or not i i don't remember that that was a long time ago uh, maybe I feel it was like that was like two years ago. Craglorn, Imperial City, and Arsenium. Maybe it was that. I think it might have been that. Huh. I hope Craglorn doesn't get left out this year. I kind of liked it having an event. Well, Craglorn, I think, would probably be next year. But now we're going on to like weird, you know. Yeah, year cycles. <laughs> like, I mean, who knows? All right. Well, we hope you guys enjoy the event like we have been enjoying it. Uh, make sure to go get your double drops. At least go get your tickets because uh, you never know what's going to be coming this year for the 10th anniversary. So build your mini Molog and, you know, maybe cash in some extra, um, you know, pieces of him if you don't have anything else to buy tickets for. So... When you end up transforming your first one, you'll already have a head start on the next one. Other than that, we're going to hop right into Cyrodiil scores for you guys. And we still don't have PlayStation, but I think that February, this is going to be the month where I uh, pony back up to the bill and get myself back on the PlayStation Network and... uh, Go hop in there and get some scores. So, you know, we get back well-rounded. Maybe that's why we've been out of flux, you know, is because we can't get PlayStation scores. So the gods of ESO or the Nine Divine are mad at us. But, you know, we'll rectify that, and then, you know, maybe life will be easier. I mean, dogged. Or not. Who knows? Either way, we do have fresh scores for you guys. Very excited. Leaderboards of Grey Hosts. We got eight days left in the campaign, which means you got one week to get up in there and get your um, characters to at least the first tier um, of scoring, and you'll get 50 Telvar per character. Not lying, guys. Free Telvar is the best way to do it. So, let's start with PCNA. We got... DC in the lead. That's right. New year, new DC in the lead song. Maybe. I don't know. I'll probably forget how I did it next time. But anyways, 
68.3k so they're cruising along but right behind them and i mean right behind them is the all mary dominion at 68.1k and then chilling a little further back ep last place for now still a week left but they're at 65.4k so they're not too far behind on the eu side of things ep I mean, this must be where they all are because they're absolutely destroying with 87k. Now, that's a pretty relative score. It's a good score for any faction to have nearing the final week of the campaign. However, the lead is what really demonstrates how much they're destroying. AD is trailing by 33k. They're only at 54k, and DC is in the last at 52k. So. Yeah, quite the opposite. DC leading one and EP in last, and then opposite and 80s just in second on both. So, interesting. Close competition, though, so that's always good to see. Yeah, for PCNA, for sure. Uh, for uh, Xbox NA, there's you know also eight days left. Uh, we have EP in first with 79k. DC in second with 59.6K, and AD in last with 59.1K. And we actually recently passed AD for second place, like, a couple days ago. Maybe yesterday, maybe today, I don't know. But we were, like, in last place for the longest time. Now we're not, so that's good. And then on on the uh, Xbox EU side of things, we have another, you know, DC in the lead. With a 92k. That's a lot. And then. 41,000 points behind them is 80 with 51k and EP in last with 46k. So DC Xbox EU is definitely leading the campaign. Therefore, they finally got off their losing streak. They're like, all right, we're going to put it together and we're going to win. Not only that, we're going to win. We're going to win big. So, yeah, that's wild, man. That's the biggest score of the week. Yep. And you know, I I liked your little DC in the lead song, dog. Very impressive. Yeah, maybe this will this will be the year where I actually you know sing the DC in the lead song. Well, you're off to a great start, I must say. Yeah. All right. So before we uh give you guys our spiel about the reveal. Ooh, that almost rhymed. Um, we, of course, want to remind you guys that we are part of the oh-so-wildly-popular and ever-growing Robots Radio Podcast Network, and there's all kinds of awesome sponsors uh, over there that you guys could take advantage of, plus all kinds of awesome shows that you guys could go check out, and I guarantee that there will be plenty for you to enjoy over there. So go check it all out at robotsradio.net. Hey, I'm Tom. And I'm Stuart. And we're from the Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast. We talk about all things connected to D&D lore. And we're on the Robots Radio Network. So if you're into Dungeons & Dragons or you're into lore, then come check us out. You can find us on any podcatcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts. Roll more dice. That's the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. All right. So, 
just a week ago, we had our global reveal for ESO's brand new chapter. It was pretty fancy. You had, you know, Matt Fyroar up there, Rich Lambert, all the all the stars, you know, all the big names were there. And um, it was really exciting. They went over all kinds of stuff, uh, you know, 10-year anniversary stuff. Um, I don't know. It was exciting. I was at, I was at work, but I waited until my lunch break to be able to take it. Uh, and w- like right at the time and watch. So I got to watch most of it for the most part, just chilling at home. And, uh, that was pretty nice. Dogged, I think you had to catch up on the VOD, right? Yeah, I did. It's okay though. Because uh, we're both pretty pretty excited, I think you could say. I don't know about dog, but I'm pr- I'm pretty hyped. I'm pretty excited. I know we definitely talked about it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, it has been a week to be fair. But all right, dog. I see uh, you've got it laid out in a way that I feel like you're pretty excited to talk about. So I think I'll let you start before I just start you know, throwing out random things everywhere. All right. So I took notes, you know, as I was watching because it it was, you know, the VOD so I could easily write notes and, you know, pause and whatnot, rewind. So pretty much this is in like timeline order with a little bit of stuff getting weird in the middle, but that's okay. Uh, But first, you know, Darian was mentioned. Abner Tharn was also mentioned. Coincidence. I don't know, but you might be seeing them soon. Maybe not this year, but soon, like next year, right? We're seeing after Thorn return next year, right? Right? <laughs> I mean, if you keep saying that every year, <laughs> it'll come true eventually. Yeah, eventually he's going to come back. And I'll be like, see, I told you so, guys. It just took, you know, seven years, but we're yeah. here. Um, uh, they also shout out to the amazing PvP system. Which is true, of course, you know, when it works. Uh, and chat definitely wasn't afraid to call them out on that either, which I did find, you know, a little, it was a little bit funny because it, like, they're, they're not wrong. So, yeah, it, it definitely works better, but it's still, it definitely I mean, still has its hiccups. It's amazing for what it's worth. Uh, yeah, for sure. But it does, you know, everything can always get better. Yeah. But chat will, you know, is never afraid to let them know anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I was surprised to see that we have hit the 24 million player mark. I'm pretty sure, I feel like just a couple years ago, it was like 13 million or something, and everyone was like, oh my god, now it's almost double that. Yeah, it's a cool big number stat. Yeah, they they were big number dropping, you know? Yeah. And if you are, um, you know, savvy on going to the in-person live events like i usually try to unlike you know dogged maybe 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 next year we'll see but this year if you are um you know in europe i would highly recommend making it out to the netherlands and amsterdam in april the 5th and 6th they have 
the uh, 10 year anniversary ESO event out there. It, I'm totally not jealous of that I can't go to, but you know, whatever. And I don't even have a passport, so I literally, there's like, you know, I couldn't even try and convince myself that in some other universe <laughs> where I have more money, I would be able to do that. I, it was literally impossible. So, anyways, they are going to have a uh, U.S. in-person event next year, um, as well as, you know, doing stuff at, you know, probably PAX and some of the other big uh, game, you know, festivals throughout this year. But the big one they're going to do just for ESO is going to be next year in the spring or summer. So I'm probably thinking, you know, May or June, you know, I'm hoping that they're not going to push to, like, July. That would be like, come on, dude, don't make me go to the East Coast in July, please. But regardless, uh, it's going to be Baltimore, Washington area. So at first me and Dog were like, what in the world does that mean? We're assuming Washington, D.C. That makes the most sense. So, yeah, I hope that you all uh, can make it out there. It seems like the tickets they're selling for the Amsterdam one are still selling. So it's, you know, their big event. He, they said it's going to be the biggest in-person event they've had for the U.S. one. So uh, judging by ticket prices for the Amsterdam one, I think they were like $100 for normal, 200 for the VIP, which came with like some swag and like, you know, vip line and entrance and like lunch or something i don't know but there were also add-ons you could add to your ticket like a freaking eso hoodie and like a uh plushy like i don't know so it's gonna be expensive so start saving just for the ticket and uh start saving you know for your travel hotels um, all that good stuff. It's not, you know, certainly um, an easy or cheap thing to go do. It's not like you get to just register and show up for the one like in Vegas, but I'm assuming it's going to be a big event if it's a ticketed thing. So start saving now, my friends, and I hope to see you all there in 2025. What about you, dog? Are you, are you going to go? Uh to the Amsterdam one? No. No, not could, to the but... Amsterdam one. <laughs> yeah. I know when you were saying or in your when you were talking about that, I was like, wow, you're crazy if you're going to that one. Like <laughs> I could totally see you doing it too. I was like, wow, you know, that that would be up your alley, you know. I wish, man. I would love to go to Amsterdam. That's for sure. <laughs> no, dog, do you have to go to the USA one? You're closer than I am. If I have to fly past you to get to it, <laughs> then that's that's ridiculous. I think it's like a ten hour drive, so I you know I I could do it right. Oh, you want to drive? I don't like planes, man. All right, we'll fly to Indiana, and then you could drive us there. I don't know. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> Talk that saves me money. I'll pay. I'll help pay for gas. It's like a <laughs> dollar out there, right? <laughs> I mean. And compared to California, probably. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so before we continue rambling on plans that may or may never happen, Doug, why don't you continue with what we got here? 
All right, so next up, you know, they played the uh, cinematic trailer, and then, you know, uh, we watched the DC hero save the EP hero. And, you know, hashtag DC is better than EP, you know, just putting facts out there. Yeah, like, you know, he should really watch where he's walking when Torvizard is, like, shooting freaking magical things at him. Come on now. Yeah. Why are they walking on such a treacherous path anyways? Like, you're telling me there's no better way? Nope. That was the way, you know. The DC hero needed to save the EP hero. What happened? Yeah. Lest we never forget. Yeah. That's really, like, the only thing that I took out of the uh, trailer. Um, Oh, yeah. And there's the uh, Forgotten new Daedric Prince, Athelia. Maybe connected to the aliens. Maybe not. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, She's, like, the prince of, like... The prince uh, of paths. The prince of paths. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll definitely be interesting. Um, and she's like the uh, she's like the Prince of Pass or the Untraveled Road or uh, Fate. So like, there's like all kinds of things, and she is gonna be totally badass. So mm-hmm. yeah, get get yourselves ready for that. And if you uh, have not played the Necrom storyline, <laughs> um, dogged. <laughs> then you should definitely get around to doing that because it actually um, ended up being a very interesting storyline, and this year is gonna uh, follow it up. So it's a tie-in. So uh, you got to make sure you guys get the start. Um, you know, and you know, Torvizard is actually a really interesting character, and um, like as he is portrayed as the villain throughout the Necrom thing. But like, you know, there's like points where you're just like, ah, man, like, is this guy really like that bad? Or like, you know, what's really going on here? You know? So I don't know. It's a really interesting and well written story. And I'm hoping that this just continues to take a step up after that. Cause I mean, let's be real. They know, when introducing a new Daedric Prince, you're going to have to make it very awesome and very well done to win over the lore-heavy side of the ESO and Elder Scrolls community. Yeah, well, I mean, I have my own, like, you know, wild theory, right? But the main thing is that I think Athelia was working with, you know, Molag Ball in the whole thing, and that's why she told Molag Ball to release the, you know, Ebonheart Pact hero to end up saving EP because EP almost, you know, released a whole monster that was going to destroy the world because, you know, EP couldn't handle defeating DC. Pretty sad. Um, you know, hashtag DC is better than EP. Proven. You know. Uh, <laughs> it's a very but, interesting theory, Doug. Yeah, very interesting theory ba- based in, you know, fact that that could be considered his opinion but i like to think it's fact um you know my interpretation of the the story that you didn't play (laughs) oh no i'm talking about like base ep story but oh well fair enough then yeah and i played the ep story so telia was still forgotten at that point dog 
no, but she worked with uh, Mole Ball. Mole Ball doesn't forget. <laughs> oh, really? He's like an elephant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Mana Marco, because Mana Marco, he's a powerful being. He probably would also remember too. Yeah. Like, oh man, we got to yeah. release that Evan Hart hero guy. So he saves Evan Hart pack from releasing a monster of doom, which ruins our plan. But really, Athelio is like, no, I'm going to tell you to do this for her own plans. And we're going to see her own plans in ESO Gold Road chapter. Ah, so that's how it's the 10 year tie in. I see. Yeah. The, it was all connecting to the thing. All roads. All Connect. roads turn <laughs> gold. so speaking of these gold roads that is the new chapter name it is coming out june 3rd for pc and a whopping 15 days later for console on june 18th so that means i celebrate my birthday not able to play gold road yet but only a short week later i'll be able to However, the zone that we're going to get is called the West Weald. And I don't know, for some reason, when I hear that, all I can think is Wally's World. I don't know. Really? Because all I can think is Westworld. Well, yeah, Westworld, Wally's World. I mean, it's all kind of the same concept. (laughs) But (laughs) I don't know. That's just what gets me. But anyway, it's going to be... there's a few different areas, more some more of like a traditional Colovian Highlands. And then as you get kind of closer to Valenwood, there has been an encroaching of nature and vines and everything that has come up that we don't know what's causing that. If that is from, you know, something Athelia is doing or something else totally different. Um, I thought it was kind of funny how they were like, yeah, the wood elves, they don't mind, but the Imperials are kind of freaked out. And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> so wood elves are just going to like, all right, we're moving in. The trees are here now. So um, it suddenly happened over, you know, almost overnight, according to them, that these nature has kind of taken over. So there's that. And then you kind of head towards the coast as well, leading up to Gold Coast. So uh, there's all kinds of different, you know, geographical biomes for you to explore. And honestly, it's just so cool that it's like the um, Imperials and Wood Elves, two of my absolute favorite races. Probably the only other one that's on their level is Breton. I mean, they're, they're my two faves in that. I definitely like Imperials. Definitely like Bretons, you know. Like uh, magic characters, and I feel like Bretons and Imperials can are both de- uh, both definitely that. Yeah, I mean Imperials, they're kind of jack of all trades. Yeah, but of course, with all of that, there will be all the normal basic chapter things: delves, a trial, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The only thing, um interestingly left off was companions for this chapter however they did comment that in q4 they plan on releasing two new companions so yep we'll see how that goes so dog why don't you get into this 
uh, very interesting and seemingly much more in-depth system than we really got to hear about, but scribing. All right, so scribing is a customizable character builds and skills, I guess, like specific skills. Uh, this is like the precursor to spellcrafting systems from other Elder Scroll titles with tweaks to balance. So I guess this is like their version of spellcrafting, I'm assuming. Also, this is like the precursor to what their spellcrafting might hold in the future, but I don't think so. Um, you unlock special skills that can be customized so that you can have like ownership over your characters. Uh, you have primary, secondary, and tertiary effects of skills. And, you know, Stam heals can be even more legit now. Not really sure how I feel about that, but I guess that's a thing that can happen. Yeah. So it, they said each weapon line it, at least is going to get one skill. And then they said there's going to be a couple other ones here and there. But... It's really cool for, like, you know, your build when you got that flex spot on your uh, rotation and you're, like, in PvP and you just, you need a stun, you know? So, like, you want to get a stun and you're doing, like, a bleed build so you could be, like, boom, I need a stun that bleeds and also, you know, leaves... uh different debuff on your target like you can add all that you can customize the skill to do exactly what you need or you know if you want to i mean there's only so much they could go into it so we really don't know everything but yeah like dog was saying the one example they were showing was they created a bow skill that was a ranged bow heal you know, so like that was is pretty cool, and um, yeah, so it's it's really gonna allow players to be able to customize their builds even further to do exactly what they want and what they need. So you're never gonna really have that feeling of like ah, if only like on for instance on my um necromancer i don't have an execute as a magic necromancer so i can be able to hopefully go in my new skill on my uh destruction staff skill line create an execute and uh, i'll just be able to spam that you know so yeah. or your of... arcanist you know because you like to play classes that don't have uh executes i know okay. or your warden yeah, magic warden well yeah. i guess you play stam warden mainly but i do yeah i will my play the magic warden in pvp you know oh dude yeah. on my stream today i roasted this kid it was so funny i walked straight out of winter's peaks i was gonna go to king's crest there's just this one red just chilling there and he was like setting up a ballista <laughs> and i just like boom like dropped my rotation on him he just melted it was so fantastic on your magic warden, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Kid Monster would be even faster if you had an execute, you know? I didn't even need one, dude. I had Don Breaker <laughs> in my porch, uh, <laughs> and I was just like, So Don yeah, Breaker was your execute. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, this one guy is really going to feel the pain right now. Yeah. 
because I just rode all the way to King's Crest, and then I got too close to the farm, and the NPCs attacked me, and then I jumped off the thing and died to full damage. So I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, fall damage, man. It was not Gotta avoid it. Right, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so other than being able to craft our own skills and uh, adjust them the way we need. What else is scribing bringing to the table, dog? Uh, skill styles. This is going to be color variants from weapon, world, and guild skills. And the couple examples that they showed is purple wall of elements, trap beast is going to be orange, and there's going to be a green mage light. And these are all going to be in game rewards, or at least those three in particular. So, definitely interesting. I think they said all of the ones coming with this chapter will be in game rewards. Okay. And they just named those three as examples. I guess yeah. that would make sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, I'm really excited to see like how many it's going to be, you know, or if there's any that actually will even pique my interest. Because as far as some of the styles they've done, like changing your color of teleporting or the way you harvest things, most of them really haven't been a big deal to me. There was the one that I caught my eye so bad I had to get it was the like oblivion like transport. It's like opens like a portal around you. It's so sick. But I and me and Dog talked about this too, that we're really worried past this chapter that Skill styles and colors is going to be a thing that quickly ends up in the crown store and crown crates instead of being in-game rewards. I really hope that doesn't happen. Or that they make really cool ones this time when they're free. So at mm -hmm. least everyone will have incentive to buy them. Yeah, only other thing is that, like, I have, a, I have a, like, a strong feeling that one of them is going to be have to get to do Tales of Tribute. And I'm not going to like it because, you know, I haven't touched Tales of Tribute in like two years, maybe three. I don't know. It's been forever, you know, and I don't really like Tales of Tribute. But if I had, but there's going to be this really cool one. Be like, man, I really want that one. And it's it's going to be the Tales of Tribute one. I, I already know it. And. And I hadn't even thought of that, but yeah, you basically just jinx that for sure. <laughs> yeah, but I would assume that there's going to be a good portion of them that that's going to be like antiquities, you know, because that's like a, just a good way in general to like unlock things, I guess, you know. Yeah, that's true. I would expect that too. So we do have a couple more uh, exciting things to talk about. Not too much. We're almost done here, but... Two other big characters coming back. One of my faves. If you guys are long-standing listeners of the show, you know I love my boy, Fenorian. He is coming back. I'm so excited. I'm I feel back. like... Of course you're not. Whatever. I wasn't excited when Lyrinth came back. But I, <laughs> I hope that they don't give him the Lyrinth treatment and make him... And ruin him. <laughs> yeah, not as interesting this time. So <laughs> yeah. I have high faith. And then... Part Go ahead. Part of me wants him to be to be given the you know the Lyrian treatment, and just so that you know you know how it feels. But also, I also want the people that who love Fenorian to be like to be able to still love Fenorian. You know, I don't yeah. want him to be overused or 
It's a lot of Fenorians. In a weird way. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. I feel like there was something else he came out in in the last two years. And I was kind of eh on it. The only one who made an appearance that was, uh, I felt stayed true to their character was Zaji and Casca in the dungeon. But I hate that dungeon. The dungeon is pretty bad. I don't like that. Graven Deep? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. That's a, <laughs> That's just like, that last boss is so annoying on Veteran. But anyways, the uh, Khajiit detective, right? Inspector? I don't know. Mizzic Thunderboots. He is also going to be back. I know he's a popular one for a lot of people. Do my game as a daily reward? I have no idea. All I know is that his name sounded cool, so I put it in there. And then notes. No clue who that character is, though. Don't know what he's from. I just like, oh, that's a cool character. He looks cool. His name sounds cool. Like, doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, how can you beat Thunderboots? They also named a couple more characters, but I forgot about them. So, yeah, you either didn't recognize them or their name wasn't cool, like Mizzic Thunderboots. Well, the one was Evelie Sharp Arrows or Evelie, her brother. Oh. Yeah. Like her brother, yeah. He's going to be in there. And then... Have, yeah, have you seen more. her brother before? Or do we just like... Yeah, we did like a side quest with him during um, Blackwood. Oh. I'm yeah. not sure I put to, I put him as, you know, Evely Sharp Arrow's brother. But maybe I did. I don't know. Well, the only reason I know is because he would like when the content creators were getting the letter... He was the one that signed it, so I had to look his name up and be like, who the heck is this guy? And it was like, her brother. And then they showed him the thing, and it was like, oh, her brother. And I was like, oh, okay, he's going to be a part of it. I wonder if she's going to be a part of it, too, then. She'll probably make an appearance, I'm sure. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Man, now I have to do Deadlands, too. Deadlands is good. You won't regret doing Deadlands. I have yeah. to do Gallon. I have to do High Isle and Gallon and Marvel and Somerset and Clockwork City. Oh my god, dog. I have to do like everything. <laughs> Except for the year of Skyrim and the year of the Dragon. And Mark Meyer. Yeah, you love your Abner Tharn. Yeah, Abner Tharn is the greatest. Alright, people, so we got four updates coming this year. We got a little bit of a roadmap. We're just going to lay it out for you, and then we're going to get the heck out of here and let you enjoy the rest of your day, night, or whenever you're listening to this. If you're excited for the first drop, it's coming soon, people, because um, in March we get Update 41, which is going to be our Dungeon DLC. Um... Obviously, the dungeons are connected to the new chapter. Dogged did not put the names of the new dungeons, but that's okay. You don't need to know them. They're coming soon enough. Were they uh, mentioned? I don't know if they were mentioned in the video. Yeah, they were. Oh. But it's oh, okay. well. We'll, we'll do it next week, though. Yeah. It, so you, you guys will have to listen to the next episode to find out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
But uh, January 26th, coming right up. I mean, that is this weekend. Or Friday. Thursday. Thursday? No. Friday. Oh, yeah, it's Friday. Yeah. So Friday is going to be the ESO Live covering those dungeons. So you guys can check that out. They'll definitely tell you the names then. And then Monday, January 29th, PTS drops. So... Yeah, the names definitely won't be included there, though, for sure. (laughs) We'll see who and what gets nerfed um, starting next week. Yeah, probably going to be Arcanist. No! We already had one update, and they didn't nerf it too hard since Arcanist came out. Yeah, but now this is like two updates, all right? Yeah. So I'm scared, dog. I'm scared. how the cookie crumbles. You know why they're going to nerf it? Because I finally am finishing the builds for it. Yep, 100%. So they're like, oh, all right, he made they, it. They might not nerf the Arcanist. They're just going to nerf all your sets in particular. Yeah, they're going to be like, <laughs> oh, man, you farmed for Draugrkin, huh? That's, that's <laughs> funny. That's that's cool. Done. Oh, you farmed for Velothi and you got it, huh? That's that's cool. Way to go, Mythic Grind. Done. <laughs> well, we'll have to wait and see on that. So in the spring, we're also going to get a prologue quest for Gold Road. For some reason, Dog does all the prologue quests, but he won't do any of the actual stories. I didn't do the one for Deadlands, and I think that's my problem, you know. I don't understand how what <laughs> correlation that those two things have. Okay. Well, I couldn't get into the Deadlands uh, DLC because I didn't understand why I was there and I didn't understand what was going on. And I feel mm. like if I did that, de- if I did that, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Prologue quest. Maybe just maybe I'd understand why I was there and what I'm doing there. You know, maybe, maybe. I don't but think I don't you know. take the prologue quests away. I think they're always there. Yeah, but I just didn't do it. So. Oh, my God. Yeah, I need so, to do it. Further on down the road, we're going to have uh, Update 43, which is going to be, well, obviously, Update 42 is going to be the chapter. Then Update 43, we're going to have a base game update, just like last year. This is the quarter three update with big bug fixes and quality of life improvements. They mentioned specifically a housing-related feature coming. God knows it's most likely not more space. But, hey, (laughs) who's wrong to hope, right? Yeah. No, so you see, because you said it's not that, it's guaranteed to not be that now. I I don't understand why we have that That was actually in the cards, and now you just, like... Essentially, took the cards and you threw it away. You threw never, it into oblivion. You didn't even look at, at what a portal of oblivion you threw it into. So now they're <laughs> going to take years to lurk, look for it before they add it back. So you jinxed I, us all. I never asked for, to be given the power to decide who lives and who <laughs> dies. Okay, dog. This is, I didn't want this power. Yeah. I cannot. I do not know how to wield it. Oh, yeah. you know what they say, with great power comes great responsibility, and I fail at both, so there you go. But anyways, uh, let me drink some more stuff, because in update 44, 
Got two new companions coming out. I'm sure. I bet I'll like one of them, at least. I might like both, but I bet for sure one of them I'm going to be like, dude, I got to get that companion. Yeah. That's, that's just my be, assumption. Yeah, because they're like base game, I wonder if they're going to be like more involved compared to like the other ones. Do you think they'll be base game? I mean, they didn't say they're going to be base game. I mean, I, I would assume so because it's not like it's a DLC. I don't think we're getting like a DLC zone. I think this no. is just like. But then, like, I think if they added the companions, like, to Gold Road, and then you got people, like, to go back to Gold Road in the Q4, you know? Because they'll probably have that event, you know? Like, oh, Gold Road event. Go get your companions. That's usually in, like, quarter three, not quarter four. Mm. So. Okay, fair enough. Well, it won't matter, because the thing we're most excited for is... The big PvP-related features slash updates slash who knows, Rich Lambert was super, super, um, you know, non-committal on anything of that and very vague. But I have been pointing out to people that Rich plays PvP, and I know he feels, you know, a lot of um, the complaints from players, you know, like... A, he knows that they're doing everything they can, but B, he also, like, he gets it. Like, I feel like he understands. And I've heard him talk about PvP a lot of times, and I've never, like, seen or heard him sound as, like, you know, hey, PvP, like, listen up, you know? So that really perked my ears up when I heard him talking about that, and I'm... Very hopeful, you know, for whatever it's going to be. Um, I don't know. You know, it's I don't want to get my hopes too far up. I don't even know what to expect. Um, but, you know, we are bordering Cyrodiil with this new, uh, you know, zone, new story, new Daedric Prince. Like, maybe we could just get a little bit of our freaking refresh to Cyrodiil, some new enemies or something, you know, some Athelia Dramora roaming around that if you kill, you get cool stuff. I don't know. Or maybe we could just get a new Daedric artifact instead of Volendron. I was I say that maybe that's what it's going to be, you know. You're like going to get Athelias. that, and they're going to add little areas where instead of you fight, like, the... What are they? They're not, I don't think they're seduced. I don't know what they are, but like there's like little daedric people that you fight for the hammer and then you kill them, and you get the hammer. So now we're gonna get you know a little illithid. Wait, what's Ithelia. her name? Aurelia, right? Athelia. Oh, Athelia. Oh, you Sorry. ordered the statue, you have to learn her name. <laughs> I know, all right. I know, okay. I'll, I'll do it better next time, probably. Uh, but Athelia, like, we're going to get little Athelia, like, little landmarks on the map. They're going to be spread out all over the place. They're going to have Athelia, Dramora, and we have to kill them. And we're going to get some Athelia relic. And we're going to use that to kill all of EP. <laughs> and, and some of AD. But, you know, mainly all of EP. Because, you know, hashtag. What was my hashtag? I forgot it already. DC better than EP? Oh, yeah. Hashtag DC <laughs> is better than EP. How could I forget that? Yeah. You know, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll also remember that hashtag better, you know. 
next, you got next a lot week. of promises going on this year. <laughs> like, we'll see. We'll have to see how it goes. Uh, but anyways, while we wrap this up, we do have one little last exciting thing. There was uh, an events roadmap. So right now, as you know, because we talked about it for half the show, it was the Guilds and Glory celebration until January 30th. Right now, there's also an ESO Plus free trial going on. That's not automatic. It's something you have to go claim from the Crown Store. So if you want it, go get it and take advantage of it. That's my suggestion. And also just buy ESO Plus is really my suggestion. But hey, I get it. Not everyone wants to pay 16 bucks a month to play ESO. I don't blame you. It is free after all. Um, the cool, 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 exciting part, as we predicted, White Strikes Mayhem is the next event. It's going to be February. If I remember correctly, I think it was like late February into early March last year. So I'm kind of thinking that's what it's going to be again. And yeah, I'm going to go really hard. I'm going to try and get my Ice Warden up to, you know. Grand Overlord? I don't know. I'm not going to be like Vox and get off the middle <laughs> like that. And I don't think I have the time, willpower, <laughs> or um, like capability to stay awake to, <laughs> to do score that much ap anymore man maybe five years ago but i don't know man it's tough i i also i don't think that that character's um rank is like very high right now to start like i don't that think i'm starting at like you know uh legate or anything or uh august paladin so I was thinking it'd be cool to do my Nightblade too, but I just never really play that character anymore. But it would be cool to have a five-star Nightblade just popping out, ganking people. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, um, when the end of March rolls around and April 1st, we get the Gestures Festival. So yeah. you may get pranked at work for April Fools, but you will be able to get double XP when you get home. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And then, of course, right after that is usually the anniversary jubilee. Better be usually, a big one this year. Usually, like, you know, Jester Festival ends and anniversary jubilee starts. Usually how it goes. So When it was the five-year anniversary, didn't I mean, wasn't it like five weeks long? Yeah, it was five weeks. I, we're not getting ten weeks, all right? I know what you're Come thinking, on, Bob. Man. We're not Come getting on. ten weeks. You know how long Come ten on. weeks is? 10 weeks is like two and a half months. Yeah, right? it's, it's not we'll have, happening. We'll have anniversary jubilee until the next chapter. It's perfect. <laughs> well, you're not just talking about next chapter. You're like talking like in the middle of the chapter two, even on console. <laughs> well, you know, they always put out a freaking event right when the chapter drops anyway. So. Yeah. That makes no sense. It'll be like, oh, go to that'll be the Craglorn event. Like we dropped a new chapter, but get double drops in Craglorn. Oh, okay. Who who did who schedules this? It's because you know you're trying to plan this ten weeks of uh, uh anniversary yeah, well. jubilee event. You're like, all right, well Bob wants it, so you know he he threw away like the deck of cards containing you know future uh, housing uh, expansion 
limit. Right. And but you know, ten weeks of anniversary jubilee. Well, we we heard him, so we gotta do it. So you know, sometimes I may be misguided in my powers. But <laughs> sometimes I use them for good. People, you know, you want ten weeks. Nobody wants ten weeks. All right, nobody. Donnie. So regardless of how long any of us want uh any of these events to go why don't we wrap this up because i think we've still gone over an hour but it's just destiny and we will never get back under an hour somehow i believe all right we're our goal for 2024 is to put one episode that's like a nice 45 minute long episode you know yeah maybe even 30 we're gonna have a nice little short episode we're gonna be nice concise to the point we're not going to go on randomly random tangents like i'm going on one right now none of that's gonna happen you know yeah and maybe we'll actually put out like more episodes oh i have plans all right i had plans you know last year too but i have plans and i put the plans into writing and they'll probably happen there you you go probably when dog does happen if if they don't happen, I'm gonna be pretty disappointed in myself. And it's only January, so I don't plan to be disappointed in myself in February. Well, that's good. You did say next week like five times, so I guess I better get ready for another episode. <laughs> yeah. All right, dog. Walk us out, man. Where can the people find us? So you can find us on X or Twitter of the at Red Diamond Cast, and you can find us on the ESOPC. Or Xbox Guild of Airs the Red Diamond, which you can join on the Robots Radio Discord found at robotsradio.net. And if you check out our show notes, you'll find links to all our good stuff, like our sponsors, ESO-Hub.com, where you can get all your ESO information you need. And our music producer, Daniel Nisley, who recently got a new laptop and can make music even better and faster now. So, there you go. And... If you would be so kind and thoughtful to leave us a review, we would really appreciate it. It really helps our show keep circulation going and new eyes seeing us. Plus, if you give us a five-star review on Apple, we will shout it out to the stars. And Dogged, where can they find you, my man? You can find me on Xbox and X or Twitter, all of it, at Dogbark24. Oh, and on ESOPC. <laughs> and Can't forget about that one. Yeah, it just happened to you know be on the next page there. Yeah. <laughs> and then for me it's gonna be Xbox, ESOPC, um, X Witter, and uh Twitch. I'll at Bob underscore Chichinsky or Bob Space Chichinsky on Xbox. So once again, thank you guys for hanging out. Really enjoyed getting to get into the shop this year and talk some uh, ESO and new stuff so thank you guys for listening thank you dog for being here and apparently according to dog we'll see you guys next week yep see ya you've been listening to a robots radio podcast smart shows for interesting people Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Oh.
Ahoy there, ye landlubbers. Avast, my name is Captain Logan, and I'll be your guide out on the Sea of Thieves. If you love the idea of stealing treasure, cutting down cursed skeletons, fighting off krakens, and raiding forts filled to the brim with shinies, then Sea of Thieves is the game for you. Join me each week as I dive into the news and bring back the nuggets of information that any sailor worth their weight in salt would desire. You don't have to be a pirate legend to gain access to my podcast. Just search for Keelhauled, a Sea of Thieves podcast in your podcast app of choice or head over to robotsradio.net or captainlogan.podbeam.com and get ready to set sail for adventure. Arrgh.